Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, <laughs> Ashley Russell. Hey! This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and then we break it down whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Spider-Man, Far From Home. This is the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the second solo Spider-Man film to star Tom Holland and the title role. The IMDb plot summary for this movie reads, Following the events of Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever. This movie has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's currently on track to make uh, about $150 million over six days since its release. So this is another hit for yeah. Marvel, another big hit. It's doing uh, good business overseas. And uh, this is the eighth time Spider-Man has been on the big screen. Mm-hmm. He's been rebooted twice. We got an animated version this past Christmas, which won an Oscar. He's probably second only to maybe Batman, as far as like the number of times he's had a feature-length movie made about him. I mean, ho- Hollywood loves their Spider-Man. Yes, they do. <laughs> like, like, hot damn. There's, yeah. there's been a lot of these. Oh, hot damn. <laughs> We've seen Uncle Ben like shot and killed twice. Multiple times, yeah. <laughs> He's fought the Green Goblin at, at least two or three times. But let's go back to Tom Holland's first time out, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Did you enjoy that? I did. I mean, I really enjoyed that movie. I think he's... I actually think Tom is probably the best Spider-Man we've seen and that has been cast. I mean, Andrew Garfield and, you know, he wasn't that great. He was very serious. His Spider-Man was way more serious. But, you know, Tobey Maguire, he did it first. Did you like his version? I did not. I just don't find Toby Maguire attractive. Like, I don't find him... I, I thought he was maybe a little too old for the, the character. Right. Well, he's playing a high schooler. Exactly. Yeah. And he's like 80 years old. I'm just kidding. He's, he was only like 30 in the movie. I mean, Tom Holland is like in his mid-20s now. Yeah, but so. he looks <laughs> he looks like he could be in high school. Sorry. He's got the baby face. He's he, perfect for the role. He still looks young. I mean, yeah. he was cast as Spider-Man when he was a teenager. I think he was the first Spider-Man that actually like cast a teenager i mean you've got to age into the role obviously right but he's still a high schooler in this movie yeah i i mean damn i wish my high school experience consisted of going on a you know european a field european trip. field trip yeah when i was in high school i remember doing a dc trip and that was uh, like an overnight but you lived in in virginia right it wasn't that far yeah that was our senior trip and um i remember that was a big deal for me at that age i can't imagine like going abroad you know to venice and i mean seriously this is one hell of a school they got i, I mean right and like how do they afford it like so i guess this movie it opens with a tribute to the fallen avengers it's scored to whitney houston's i will always love you weird well, that yeah, that kind of sets the tone that this movie is going to be a lot lighter and yeah. less serious than Endgame, which was, you know, apocalyptic, pretty heavy. We learned that uh, many people have disappeared for several years yeah. uh, during the events of the Infinity War, and they're now returned. But they haven't aged. And this, and it's now referred to as the blip. Yep. And Peter and his classmates, they go on a two-week field trip to Europe. Yeah. As you do. I mean, in high school, that, sure. that's, that's what happens. I think we can all relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. This includes uh, characters such as his best friend, Ned, played by uh, Jacob uh, Batalon, and his crush, MJ, played by Zendaya. While in Venice, the city is attacked by a water monster. 
Or uh, an elemental? Elemental. Yeah. Yep. And then a character named Quentin Beck fights off the elemental. Quentin Beck is played by Jake Gyllenhaal. And this guy flies around in a cape and he wears a fishbowl on his head. Yeah. Shortly after this, Peter, he meets up with Nick Fury and he gives him Tony Stark's glasses, which are actually equipped with an artificial intelligence, which has access to Stark's satellites and weapon supply. Yep. Okay. There you go. <laughs> That's- and so I guess to go any further, we get into and spoilers. Drones. I mean, you know, the drones are a big part of that. It, it has access to his drone technology, yeah. uh, and which can also be weaponized. So, yeah, I guess to go any further, uh, that would get into spoilers. Yeah. So I guess overall, what did you think of this film? I mean, overall, I think it was okay. I mean, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I he's mean, a great he's, actor. And he looked great. I mean, he's been sure. around for a long time. He looked great. Um, he's having he's having fun in this he, role. He's definitely he's, having a good time. It's not Jake Gyllenhaal. It's the it's the character, right? Miss Mis- Mysterio. Mysterio. I mean, it, it, apparently he's fairly accurate, I guess, to his depiction in the comics. There's been several iterations of this guy. Yeah, but this is one of them. And yeah, Mysterio. You know, to really talk about this guy, it, it's into spoiler territory. But he's got some tricks up his sleeve. He's got <laughs> tricks up his sleeve, and he, he worked for Tony Stark in the past. So his character was a little weak for me. Not Hall's performance, just the character in general. I didn't really like it. I, I thought the villain in the last Spider-Man movie was so much better. Played by Michael Keaton. Yeah. He was the, the Falcon, I think. He was the Falcon, yeah. I think so. No, that's, a, that's another Avenger. Um, he, Vulture. He was Vulture? one of those birds (laughs) but yeah michael keaton i mean he's yeah it's hard to top michael keaton but uh jake gyllenhaal is a high caliber actor yeah so i mean that's what i'm saying it's not it's it's a weird it's just the character it's a weird character yeah yeah we'll have to talk more about that in spoilers yeah and then the love interest i just thought the the chemistry between tom and zenaida was not good Zendaya, she plays MJ. MJ, yeah. I'm just not feeling the chemistry between them. And apparently, they may be dating in real life. I mean, they couldn't bring that shit to screen. Like, I I don't understand. It's strange. Like, every, pretty much every review I've read, like every podcast I've listened to who've talked about Zendaya and, you know, her chemistry with Tom Holland, they, they speak really highly of it. Like, these two have a real interesting chemistry. I don't know what movie they're watching, but the movie that I watched, I just didn't see it. Like, she just has the stank face, like, Mm. the whole time. Zendaya, she, I mean, her hair is in her face the whole movie. Yeah. Half of her face is covered. She's got her hair in her face. I mean, she's dressing in, like, brown. She's got, like, this shabby coat. She looks like a bag lady. Yeah. And yet, Peter Parker is sprung on this girl. Like, his, he's just all about MJ, the entire movie. Like, that's his goal, to just get closer to this girl, who looks like... Yeah, literally, that was his goal. He's all about it. The entire movie was to go and and try to impress and tell MJ how he felt. (laughs) The entire movie. Impress this girl who has permanent resting bitch face and looks like a bag lady on the street. I mean, I was just watching The Greatest Showman, and I really loved Zenata in that movie. It's Zendaya. 
Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what you're Lots. saying. But yeah, that's uh, yeah. She's I, better in that. She's I better really in that. loved her in that movie, and I thought her and Zac Efron's uh, chemistry was on on point. Right. I mean, she's. I, I don't know what she's doing in this movie. Uh, it's, I mean, her character just. I think her her character is supposed to be like this kind of sarcastic, uh, like detached, like not not really giving an f. I mean, yeah, not 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 caring about anything, never smiling, <laughs> always serious. Yeah, it's just and two of the hottest guys in the school are like fawning all over her in this movie. It's not yeah, it's not even Peter Parker. It's this other dude who is like it's like guys, there are yeah. other girls in your class. But I, I guess speaking of which, um, like Ned, his buddy Ned, yeah. he, he gets a romance going. He does. I that's love, that's yeah. a more convincing, yeah. like fu- fully rounded romance than whatever Peter <laughs> Parker just and, a romance and in Europe. <laughs> yeah, just a little fling. Um, but he falls in love on the right. airplane. It's, well, it was, it's like it a whirlwind romance. It was. It, it was played for laughs. I really love. I really like. Ned. Those two actually had some chemistry. They did. Th- like, that's that's what I think chemistry yeah. looks like. <laughs> yeah, I mean Ned. Ned, I love Ned's character. He's fun. I he's really, fun. really like him yeah. a lot. He's been he's been like an MVP and and all of his appearances. I yeah. would say. Yeah, some good laughs. What about you? What did you think? <sighs> well, like I said at the top, this is the eighth Spider-Man movie, and. I remember seeing the yeah the original Sam Raimi movies those first two you know when I was in college and those felt like events I mean it's if it, it, it felt like hey this is this iconic character finally getting his big screen due so they were really exciting to see and again this is the eighth time out with this character we just saw him you know in uh, into the Spider Verse just this past Christmas I um are are you spidey out. That's like a long preamble for me to say, like, yeah, I'm feeling fatigued big time. And so I sat down to this movie with very little excitement or anticipation. You know, that's I like Tom, though. I mean, I think he brings something else to this character. I enjoyed Homecoming. Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed all of his appearances as Spider-Man. And and the Avengers movies. Yeah, he probably is the best big screen Spider-Man we've seen. Yeah, Uh, I'll I'll agree with you on that. Uh, So, yeah, it's necessary. I, well, I mean, is any movie necessary? I don't know. I didn't sit down to this movie with really a- a- any high expectations. And yeah, I felt like what I got was just kind of a generic, another generic superhero sequel. I think as far as a Spider-Man movie, it's pretty average. For a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, yeah. I would say it's below average. Yeah. It's towards the bottom. And this movie doesn't really necessarily do anything wrong. Like there are no like egregious mistakes in this movie. It's just kind of like... Big eh. business as usual, yeah. and there's a real problem when the two most interesting scenes in a film are in the back occur after the credits. Yeah, <laughs> like what is happening? I mean, I feel like that's a response to like some people complaining, like, "Oh, we sat through all these credits and they didn't give us anything good." You know, it was just like a cat farting or something. Oh my god, the cat <laughs> that just kind of, I mean, upchuck the tesseract was amazing. Some of these, some of these Easter eggs, you know, at the end are kind of big. Some of them are just, you know, little cute little buttons at the end. But there's two major plot reveals at the end of this film. Like the story isn't complete until you've sat through like the entire credits. You got to see all the visual effects artists' names before you understand the totality of this movie. Yeah, (laughs) like a major major reveal saved for 
the, like the dead end yeah. after the credits. Like major reveal. Like I don't. Yeah. I I mean Marvel has audiences trained to stay to the end, so they can get away with this. They do. Yeah. But this is it's not what I would call good storytelling. <laughs> like both of those scenes should have been in the the movie proper. But I mean, this uh, you know, this movie is what it is. I mean, people know no. I mean, you know what this is? It's Spider Man. <laughs> he's, he's he's come. He's trying to come to terms with Tony Stark's death. He's trying to come to terms with. He just wants to be a regular person, a regular teenager, trying to find love, and then you know he's being brought in every other week to to save the world. The spe- and he's getting a little fatigued. He just wants to be your regular neighborhood Spider Man. Yeah. It's kind of like the same exact thing he did before where he was offered the Avengers and he's like, eh, I'm not ready. And then, of course, he becomes an Avenger. Yeah. So what are we doing here? He's an Avenger, right? Like, yeah. wh- what's with all these, like, oh, I just want to, like, chase this bag lady antics. Like, Yeah, he, he, <laughs> like he freaking saved the world, like, right. three times. It feels like one step forward, two steps back yeah. sort of deal. And in terms of character development, and that for me is, is is just wearing old. Put the big boy pants on and and come to the realization that he's freaking Spider Man. Yeah, not yeah, not not only is he Spider Man, he's an Avenger. He's yeah. like he's he's helped save the world. He's teamed up with the best of the best. The the specter of Tony Stark it hangs over this movie. You know, at least in, like in the, like the first act. Yeah. I think I would have enjoyed this picture more if it was just kind of like its own Spider-Man thing and not so tied to Tony Stark, Tony Stark and Nick Fury yeah. and, and all of that. So, yeah, this was, was Nick. Nick Fury wasn't in Homecoming, right? No. But, okay. So this is the first time was. Nick Fury came in. But is it? You know who I really liked in this? John Favreau. Mm. Yeah. Let's let's talk about Happy Hogan. He um, he's kind of he, he's dating. Aunt May? Yeah. So I they guess, love each other. And I guess because Aunt May, you know, she's played by Marissa Tomei now, it's, it means like every guy around her has got to try and fuck her. She's gorgeous in this movie. But does that mean like every guy has to be up on her? Wasn't Tony Stark like kind of like, hey, Trying to get on her? Right. But Tony Stark was with, is with Pepper Potts. Come on now. I mean, they, they had, I think they had like a split during that no. time. They, I mean, they, they were definitely apart during a period. Not. It feels weird for Happy Hogan to be like up on it. Just because Aunt May is played by Marissa Tomei, it doesn't mean that like guys got to be up on it. It's like she could still be Aunt May. Do you but, want Aunt May to be older? I mean, she has been older in the previous movie. Was it Sally Field playing Aunt May in the last Andrew Sally Garfield? Field, yeah, she played it. And she played it real old. <laughs> in the Sam Raimi movie, she's real old, like gray hair. Yeah. I guess they've progressively de-aged her. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's a milf. So and oh, happy is is happy uh, to tap is it. up on it. <laughs> no. What do you think of the two teachers? Two teachers played by Martin Starr and JB Smoove. Yeah. Two two funny guys. Yeah. I like both of those actors. Yeah, they're bringing some laughs. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. There's some there's yeah. some laughs here for sure. This isn't like like a dog of a film. There there's some laughs. There's some entertainment. Some of the special effects are good. Some of the action's good. I, I think it gets pretty overblown yeah. at the end. Why don't we take a break? Yeah. Now let's and... get some spoilers on so yeah. we can really start talking shit. All right. Let's do it. All right. We're back. And uh, we're going to get into some spoilers for <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home. 
I guess the the first main spoiler is that Beck he's revealed to be a a former holographic uh, illusion specialist who worked for for Tony, Tony Stark. Yeah, Tony Stark. Yeah, and he wanted to use his tech and weaponize his tech versus using it. You know, Tony used it as a therapy module, like you know when he went back in time with his dad, and you know that's what he used his tech for. Right, calling it barf. <laughs> There's like a whole like exposition dump here where like Tom Holland, he gives over the glasses. Well, so he befriends Beck. So Beck saves the day. He earns Peter Parker's trust. Yeah, he earns Peter Parker's trust and saves the day, quote unquote. Supposedly. Yeah. All these elementals. It's the work of holographic projections. Holographic projections with drones able to actually destroy stuff. Sure. So it makes it look like... These elementals are destroying buildings. Yeah, but it's really drones doing it. Sure. I mean, that is a, a hell of a I mean, technological it's a, leap. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big stretch. And it was just... Yeah. You know, that's why I'm like, I don't really necessarily like this this villain. This villain just doesn't seem... It is um, a really... Because the plan is based in like earthbound technology. Yeah. It really is a big leap. Like, it's easier for me to buy into, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's fantasy. That's cosmic. But here, it's, so much of his master plan is is rooted in, like, supposed believable technology. And it's not believable. And what is with another Avenger, another Marvel movie, surrounding by the failure of Tony Stark's technology? Or, not necessarily the failure, but what can happen when his technology gets into the wrong hands? I think that was always like Tony's fear, and that and that's a reoccurring theme, right? In the Marvel movies, whether it's Iron Man, Avengers, or you know, even the Spider Man movie, it might be time to move on from that. That's theme. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think now maybe put put that stuff to rest. I mean, Tony Stark's going bye bye. He yeah. died. Yeah, let's move on. He had a literal funeral in Endgame, and now this is kind of like the wake. <laughs> Like, and yeah. now it's time this to, re- to really, yeah. yeah, now it's time to just kind of just walk out of the church yeah. and say, and goodbye. They, they, they start calling him Mysterio. Yeah, that's some nickname that uh, Peter Parker gives him. But there is like, when it's revealed that Quentin Beck is you know, not who he says he is, because he claims he's from an alternate dimension. Yeah, <laughs> he claims that he's from, that. that's the, the whole thing. He, he claims that the snap tore like the world into different dimensions. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh, okay. And that his dimension was all destroyed by these elementals, and that he followed the elemental here to this dimension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some nonsense. But yeah, that's proven bring, to be nonsense. And then he brings in, well, um, he meets with uh, Fury. He has been trying to reach out to Spider-Man, and Sp- Spider-Man Spider-Man's keeps, ghosting him. Yeah, gives him the Heisman. But the the reveal yeah. of Quentin Beck, it's it doesn't come as a surprise. I, I mean, I was kind of just waiting for that reveal to come to pass. I figured that Jake Gyllenhaal wasn't who he said he was, yeah. and that he was causing these attacks. Yeah. in some in but some how way or another, he was doing it with all the drones and you know all this. Oh my goodness! I'm like, okay, quite a leap. Quite it, a leap. It is quite a leap. And then... I would have preferred, like, he's in touch with, like, some sort of, like, alien deity. Yeah. Like, I could have bought that. <laughs> Other than drones. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is, it's nuts. 
and but it it, all, it leads to like a huge climax where he's he's got like a huge ass elemental going. Spider Man's onto his plan. Yeah, and he's kind of like you know creating like a crack in the illusion. Some good effects going on. But it just, it felt like this climax, like, went on, like, forever. Keep in mind, Beck is, has tried to kill Spider-Man probably about three times up to this point. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the movie is quite long. and Over two hours? Yeah. I mean, you know, they could have cut out one of the times that, you know, Beck tried to kill Spider-Man. I mean... It, it cut, yeah, mean. cut out some of that and then put in those, you know, two important scenes at the end. Put those yeah. in the actual movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then he got a full movie. But, you know, in the end, you know, Spider-Man ends up winning. He ends up saving the day and, and killing back. Mysterio, he pulls like an illusion on him, right? Yeah. Like he tries to get the drop on him. And then you get this, what is the Spider Tangles? I think the, so, yeah. The Peter Tangles? <laughs> the Peter Tingle. That's right. The, the Peter Tingle. There's some good running jokes. I also remember Night Monkey. <laughs> night I'm monkey. the Night Monkey. <laughs> I, it's Spider Man in, in his black suit, and they, they, you know, got the. Instead of Spider Man, it's Night Monkey. Spider-Man. <laughs> so, I mean, some, some funny running jokes. I appreciated the lighter tone of this. Not every superhero movie needs to be like so serious, so serious and end of the world. But again, like it gets way overblown at the yeah. end, and it really is like the world's at stake, the city's getting destroyed, and and all Beck wanted, all Mysterio wanted to do was become you know the Avengers and become that superhero, but he went around went about it in an evil way. <laughs> And he's not, when it looks like he's like saving the day, he's not even really there, right? No, he's, he's in like not. a warehouse with like a mocap suit. Yeah. <laughs> it is silly. Yeah. And that, and this is where, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, looks ca- kind of silly. Like towards the end, there's a lot of him screaming. He's got this mocap suit and this fishbowl on his head. And I'm, I'm just thinking like, I mean, this is a guy who's turned in a lot of great performances. Yeah. He's going to have like a great, you know, lifetime achievement highlight reel. This role will probably be like skipped over. <laughs> <laughs> this role will not be on it. And I doubt he's gonna like look fondly on this role, other than like whatever boat or house it bought him. <laughs> like it's I mean, it's a good paycheck. Yeah. Um, but this, I, I mean, I just like, I rewatched Nightcrawler. Like, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, he he he's been great recently. And it, uh, I mean, I like that the Marvel the, these Marvel people they can get high caliber actors. Yeah. But they are slumming it. Like Jake Gyllenhaal here, he is slumming. He's got a fishbowl on his head. Yeah. He's like screaming. He's just like surrounded by like computer generated drones. So, okay. So let's talk about like these little end Easter eggs. <laughs> so it turns out right before Beck dies, I think he gets shot by his own weapon or something. I forget how he dies. I was going to ask you like what, what I happened? think he gets shot by his own weapon. Like he tries to pull an illusion and Spider-Man uses his, his, his Spidey tingles. And realizes that it's an illusion and he's able to, like, self-defend himself. And I think... Does Spider-Man kill Mysterio? I don't think on purpose. I think it was an it was an accident. Like, he, like on his own. But Beck ends up outing Spider-Man. He kind of, like, remixes the footage. He does. And it shows that Spider-Man is the one that set off all the drones and... Spider-Man is the enemy number one. Order the drones to kill. Like yes. Kill them all. And then outed him as Peter Parker. That's right. Outs his true identity. And this news mm-hmm. brief is delivered to us by J. Jonah Jameson. 
played by J.K. Simmons, who played J. Jonah Jameson in the original uh, Sam Raimi films. So that was a nice treat. That yeah. was like the first like genuine surprise I had in the film. Uh, yeah, you generally were like, oh my God. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm watching the previous two hours just kind of on auto- autopilot. Yeah. I mean, like this is a very generic superhero movie. But yeah, seeing him back in that role, that was a nice surprise because he was he was one of the best things about uh, those Sam Raimi films. He did a great J. Jonah Jameson, just like this loud, over-the-top newspaper editor. And I don't know if like he's going to be coming back. Is he like... Is oh, he be, that's... Is he, part that, that, of the, uh... is he part of the MCU now? Then, you know, you sit through about like 10 minutes of visual effects names. And then we get to another scene. We get to another scene where Nick Fury and... Co- Kobe Smolders. She plays yeah, 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 okay. She plays Maria, Maria Hill. Hill. And they're driving along and it turns out that they are the shapeshifters from Endgame. From they're... Captain Marvel. Yes. The scrolls. The scrolls. Talos and Soren. Yes. They they were portraying, I mean, Nick Fury is obvi- is is out doing something on God knows what planet. Nick Fury, he's actually um commanding a scroll spaceship. There you go. That's what he's doing. And I th- believe he gave the order for yeah. these two scroll agents to go as him and Agent Hill. Yeah. <laughs> the question is why? Yeah. Like, what is he doing? Why? What is, yeah, yeah. what, I guess for me, it just, it, it undermines the character. And then Nick Fury wasn't even, like, concerned about Peter Parker being outed. It doesn't really address that. It doesn't really address that, It no. doesn't address that. Um, and, and how they're going to deal with the fallout of an Avenger being looked at as evil. I mean, I'm, they'll, I'm sure they'll come up they'll with some figure something convoluted out. Yeah. way. Um to me, it just it bothered me that like it wasn't Nick Fury's actual character the entire time because that just that undermines the actual character because like it, Nick Fury it isn't actually Nick Fury like informing any yeah. of those scenes. It's it, a scroll, right? It's a it's a different character just who looks like Nick Fury. Yeah, and it's irritating that the movie can't even give you that crucial information, character information, until the end. Yeah. Until like the very, very, like that's the last piece of information you get. Yeah. See, I don't mind that actually being at the end. That part is like, you know, the typical Marvel like reveal. But I, I mean, in the movie, it they should have had Beck outing Spider-Man. That would have been a great final scene before cutting, cutting to credits yeah. at least. Sure. So that would have like, been a real cliffhanger, yeah. That, that in my opinion, I mean, you know, the scrolls, yeah. I mean, that's like a holy shit moment. But that could have I been mean, in like, that is that could have been in the movie before the scenes of Peter and MJ swinging around the city. We could have seen the scrolls drive around. Up, oh, let's switch a room. Yeah, there we go. But no, you got to have your Easter eggs at the yeah. end. Fans got to sit around. <laughs> they got to see the names of these visual effects artists, and you know all the below the line people. And you know, get get other pieces of the story. <laughs> I don't like it when it's when the scenes are like this crucial to the central plot. Yeah, you may be a rare just a person species. who likes complete stories. Yeah, hmm. that's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what um, what what grade would you give this? I'd give it a B. I'll give it a C. Oh, wow, you really? I mean, <sighs> didn't really. What would you think is a, is a good date movie? No. I don't think any of these Marvel movies are good day movies. And the reason it's not, it doesn't give you anything interesting to talk about, in my view. 
It's just about it, you. I mean, we're talking about scrolls and you know Nick Fury <laughs> commanding spaceships and drones. This movie has no reflection of like real world concerns. Like, uh, <laughs> I will agree with you on that. Yeah. This movie doesn't generate any kind of interesting conversations other than like, wow, movies movies are kind of sucking nowadays. <laughs> other than our <laughs> podcast. Right. <laughs> I mean, hopefully this conversation was interesting, but... <laughs> we, we are here to entertain. Yeah. Other than like the Thor movies. I mean, those are probably decent date yeah. movies. Um, no, none of Why these... Why would you say that? Well, you got your beefcake for the ladies <laughs> and you got some action for the dudes. And that's a maybe. But what, other, Captain other... America wasn't there? Sure. Do you, do you like Chris Evans? <laughs> I don't think I've heard you like g- getting excited He's about Chris Evans. He's not my bag. Right. You like Chris Hemsworth. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, it, you know. He's my bag. So not a date movie for you. <laughs> I would say the same thing because the just the chemistry and it was supposed to be like a date thing with him trying to get the girl. He ends up getting the girl. I mean, you know, we see that. She knows who that he is Spider-Man. So that's the big reveal. I mean, because she's super smart. She knows everything. She's right? s- smarter than everyone else around her. So observant. But yeah, I mean, you know, but like I said, their chemistry kind of sucks. I, I mean, you need a scene partner who is trying, first and foremost. <laughs> that's how I feel about But Zendaya. maybe that's what she was directed to do. I can't imagine a director giving an that actor... Kind of- like, yeah, dress down, dress like you're a homeless person, put your hair in your face, and like mumble all your lines and act like you would rather be anywhere else. Yeah. I can't imagine a director giving an actor th- that kind of direction. Yeah. I feel like she came up with that herself. <laughs> so. I think we're done. <laughs> that Spider Man Far From Home, directed by John Watts. You can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at DN Movie Podcast, and you can also email us at date night movie podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. Bye.